Peace once again be unto you, brothers and sisters. I'm your host, the Apostle Reuben. And this podcast episode will be touching on a topic. Does God hate? There are many, many, many people that in the Christian faith believe that God loves and he loves only. Oh, they teach the love of God. But when they teach the love of God, they don't teach the hate of God. It's strange to change the nature of God or to be afraid to approach what we cannot imagine out of such a beautiful and loving and peaceful and forgiving God. But let's look at the scriptures to see, does God in fact hate? And if he does, who does he hate? And did the nature change from Old Testament to the New Testament? Join us, brothers and sisters, as we attach ourselves to this topic and find out the truth of God's nature. Stay tuned. All praises, brothers and sisters. Welcome back to another podcast episode. I am your host, the Apostle Reuben, and we will be discussing the nature of God You know, many discuss the nature as being a loving nature and love only. But we're going to talk about the nature of God, both natures, I should say, and what the Bible says about him hating. This isn't something that many would want to teach early Sunday morning, but in the truth of God, what I mean by truth is the law, the law according to Psalms 119, verse 151, and Malachi 2 and 6. Let us get that again, because I want to continue to read what the truth is. When you say you are in the truth, you are saying that you are in the law. Psalms 119, verse 151. Psalms 119, verse 151 says, Thou art near, O Lord. And all thy commandments are truth. So when we we talk about the truth, brothers and sisters of the Most High, we're talking about the law. Let's get Malachi 2, verse 6. And if many are listening to these podcasts for the first time, you're now finding out what the truth actually is. Let's see. Book of... Malachi chapter 2 verse 6 I'm turning there and let us read Malachi 2 and 6 says the law of truth was in his mouth and iniquity was not found in his lips he walked with me in peace and in equity and did turn many away from iniquity so the truth is in the law So when Christ says in John chapter 8 and verse 32, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free, Christ is saying that the law is freedom. There's freedom in the law. The law does not bound as many teach. Now, when we say the law, we're talking about the moral law, which are the words 
on stone, not the works of the temple that the children of Israel received in the first testament. I want to make that clear. I want to get one more scripture about truth. Romans chapter 2, and I want to read verse 20. This is Paul writing to the Jews in Rome. We know that because of Romans chapter 7, verse 1. You can read that uh, on your own time, but, you know, he, he's talking to those who know the law. But I want to read Romans chapter 2, verse 20. He says, an instructor of the foolish, a teacher of babes, which has the form of knowledge and of truth, the truth in the law. So the truth is in the law. Both testaments testify that the truth is in the law. Now I want to go to the um, subject now, brothers and sisters. Does God hate? <clears throat> When we're to understand the nature of God, we're to understand it by what his word says and not by the words of a minister, because the words of a minister can go on and on week after week. And I'm going to show you why uh, ministers don't want to teach this um, later on in the podcast. But I want to go to the book of. Numbers chapter 23, verse 19. And we must remember, brothers and sisters, what God writes in this Bible needs to be taught. And if it's never taught, you will never know. And if you never know, then one day you look up and you're looking at your day of perishing and you have never learned the Bible at all. Numbers chapter 23, verse 19 says, God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken and shall he not make it good? So the Lord is not a man, brothers and sisters, where he has to tell a lie. What is written? It's written for our learning, as Paul says in Romans 15, verse 4. I want to get the book of Psalms, the book of Psalms, chapter 12, uh, Psalms chapter 102. Excuse me, brothers and sisters. I was thinking of Psalms chapter 102, and I want to read verses 26 and 27. Psalms chapter 102, verses 26 and 27. David writes, They shall perish, but thou shalt endure. Yea, all of them shall wax old like a garment. As a vesture shalt thou change them, and they shall be changed. And of course, that changed goes up into the earlier part of the verse when it says wax old like a garment. You can find out this that change by reading Isaiah 51 verse 6. That's going to tell you what that means. 
Verse 27 of Psalms 102. But thou art the same, and thy years shall have no end. So God doesn't change. They're not the same. He was the same from the beginning. He's going to be the same at the end. I'm just reading you or confirming that God doesn't change by reading you the chapters and the verses. Like in Malachi 3, verse 6. Malachi 3 and 6, the last book of the First Testament. Malachi 3, verse 6 says, For I am the Lord. I change not, therefore ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. Consumed means destroyed, in other words. But the Lord does not change. His nature is continuing to be the same up to this point. Now, when we go to Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8, it's going to word it a little bit different. Hebrews 13, verse 8. And many ministers behind the pulpit have read the scripture, not knowing that they themselves changed the nature of God each and every sermon that they do. But it is worded a little bit different in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8. It says, Jesus Christ the same yesterday and today and forever. So we're looking at scriptures, brothers and sisters, that's saying that there is no change in the Godhead. And I'm going to show you that when we go through this nature of God that is not taught week to week. Let's get the book of Psalms chapter five, verse five. Psalms chapter 5, verse 5. Immediately, let's go right into it, brothers and sisters of the Most High, and read what David wrote. The book of Psalms chapter 5, verse 5, is worded like this, brothers and sisters. It says, The foolish shall not stand in thy sight. Now, you could be called a fool, but I'm going to show you what a fool is. Proverbs chapter 10. Proverbs chapter 10. And we're going to read verse 7. And then 8. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 7 and 8. Says this. The memory of the just is blessed, but the name of the wicked shall rot. Verse 8, the wise in heart will receive commandments, but a prating fool shall fall. The opposite of fool is wise, so the fool refuse the commandments of God. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 9. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 9 says this. The thought of foolishness is sin, and the scorner is an abomination to men. 
So the thought of the fool is transgression. So the fool here, according to the Bible, or the foolish, are they that do not the Lord's commandments. So we're going to read Psalm 5 and 5. Again, it says, The foolish shall not stand in thy sight. Thou hatest all workers of iniquity. There you have it. It's at the end of the verse, but I want to prove further that a fool is a transgressor. It doesn't mean that we're going around calling people fools and and um, belittling them, brothers and sisters. That's not what we're doing. If you don't keep the law in any aspect, you know, I could hear a, a minister right now saying that um, we don't do any of the things that people do out here on the streets. Well, you are the same as those that are on the streets because you don't keep the Sabbath. The fool doesn't keep the Sabbath. You don't keep the holy days and the so-called fool doesn't keep the holy days. The fool keeps all the worships given by man like Easter, Christmas, New Year's Day, um, Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Baby Day, Dog Day, President's Day, any day that's not in the Bible, the first day of the week, Christian keeps the exact same thing as those that don't even attend the building at all. So you're no different. There is no difference in you. Let's get the book of Psalms chapter 11. Psalms chapter 11. And I want to read verses 4 through 6. Psalms chapter 11, and I want to read verses 4 through 6. Psalms chapter 11, verse 4 says, The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. His eyes behold, his eyelids try, the children of men. Verse 5, The Lord trieth the righteous, but the wicked and him that loveth violence, his soul hateth. Now notice, he says, him, the wicked, and him that loveth violence, his soul hateth. Well, what, I mean, brothers and sisters, if you think that just because we go through these scriptures to bring judgment or our own judgment. No, it is not to bring judgment upon people. No, it is to declare the transgression of the people. We have the right to do that. According to Isaiah 51, Isaiah 58 and verse one, according to Micah three, verse eight, according to Psalms 51 and verse 13. We have the right to teach the transgressors the way, which is the law of God. I want to go to the book of Proverbs chapter 13, verse 2. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 2. It says this. It says, A man shall eat good by the fruit of his mouth. 
Now, we always talk about Adam and Eve biting a literal piece of fruit, but the Bible says the fruit of his mouth. There's a lot in these future podcast episodes, brothers and sisters, that we are going to go over. And Genesis chapter 3 will be one of the subjects we go over in these future podcasts. What really happened in the garden? But let's get back to the book of Proverbs, chapter 13, verse 2 again. A man shall eat good by the fruit of his mouth, but the soul of the transgressor, but the soul of the transgressor shall eat violence. So we know that the transgressor is the violence spoken of in Psalms chapter 11, verse 5. The soul that loveth violence, the, the, but, but him, the wicked, but him that loveth violence, his soul hateth. God hateth. You hear these pastors out here, brothers and sisters of the Most High, said that God hates the sin. He, he loves the sinner, but he just hates the sin. Well, in these two passages, brothers and sisters, God hates both of them, the sinner and his transgressor. Both. Let's get the book very, very quickly of Psalms chapter 103. Psalms 101, verse 3. Psalms 101, verse 3. Excuse me, brothers and sisters. There are many, many scriptures in my head at this time because I don't go by a script, ladies and gentlemen. I don't have a list. Most of um, the scriptures that I um, read to you are meditated on. And like I said, I haven't meditated. I have meditated at all this whole book, brothers and sisters. Uh, there's no way you can meditate this many scriptures. But in subject wise, you do meditate on what's needed to give the people the insight. Psalms chapter 101, verse 3. Psalms chapter 101, verse 3, and I'm going to read verses 3 and 4. Psalms chapter 101, verse 3 says, I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. I hate the work of them that turn aside. It shall not cleave unto me. A forward heart shall depart from me, and I will not know a wicked person. Again and again, brothers and sisters, God is letting us know that he hates the work of them that turn aside people to sin. What does it mean that turn aside? Let's get the book of Deuteronomy 31, verse 29. Deuteronomy 31, verse 29. Let's read real quick what God is trying to tell the people. Deuteronomy 31, verse 29 says this. It says, For I know that after my death ye, ye will utterly corrupt yourselves and turn aside from the way which I have commanded you, and evil will befall you in the latter days, because ye will do evil in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger through the work of your hand. So to turn aside, 
is to turn aside away from the commandments. And if you notice in that verse, it said the latter days, the last days, and we, the children, have turned away aside from the commandments of the Lord so that prophecy Moses gave is definitely true. We will not keep the law of the Lord by any means and by any means necessary. We will fight in order to try to prove that the laws are done away with so we can continue with the life that we love to do and that we could be justified in the transgression. And that, brothers and sisters, is what first day of the week church is about along with other things that is very important for you to learn through these podcasts. And I'm not aiming at them. I'm just saying that if you think about this, brothers and sisters, what pastor has taught you God hates? How many does, how many pastors teach that? When is the last time that was taught to you? It's in the Bible. It's one of God natures. He hates. Think about it. Think about it. Let's get the book of Proverbs chapter 8, verse 13. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 13. And of course, brothers and sisters, even before we go to Proverbs chapter 8, verse 13, I want to go to Proverbs chapter 6, verse 16. This is a pattern not discussed in the Bible. This is a pattern of that many ministers have closed the book to or taken a black marker i guess and marked it over these scriptures proverbs chapter 6 verse 16 says these six things doth the lord hate yea seven are an abomination unto him verse 17 a proud look a lying tongue and hands that shed innocent blood Verse 18, a heart that deviseth evil imaginations, feet that be swift running to mischief. Verse 19, a false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among brethren. Now, brothers and sisters, God hates that. Now, do you think his nature changed? In the Second Testament, all of a sudden, those sins can still be committed. And God, no, he's not, no, no, he's not going to hate anymore. The Testament has changed, so the nature of God has changed with the brothers and sisters. That is not true at all. The nature of God does not change. I want to read to you the book from the book of revelation revelation chapter 22 and we're going to start in verse 18 and we're going to read verse 19 i read this in um, other podcasts but i want to kind of put this in the heart the head so we can understand remember christ said in the book of mark chapter 7 verse 21 he says for from within out of the heart 
of man proceedeth evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, and murders. So the heart is really talking about the mind, brothers and sisters. So when I say I'm going to put this in your heart, I'm not talking about the beating organ in your chest. The heart is actually the mind. Revelation 22, verse 18 and 19 says, For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of, of the prophecy of this book. Not testament, book, Genesis to this point, Revelations. If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And there are many brothers and sisters of the Most High. Future podcast episodes will reveal it. Verse 19, and if any man shall take away from the words of this book, of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. So the plagues will be added if you add to and there's no more good news in verse 19 as it was in verse 18. If you take away, then he's going to take away the promises of this book also. And many, I would say thousands of preachers are in danger of these two verses. Why? Because the things that need to be taught, like God hates, they have close the book on and only teach God in one nature. Let's go back to the book of Proverbs chapter 6 verse 16. It says this, These six things doth the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination unto him. Now we did, we, we, we wrote, we read Verse 17, a proud look. You'll find out who the proud are in Psalms 119, verse 85. I'm just going to list them. A lying tongue. You'll find out about a lying tongue in Isaiah 59, verse 13. A heart that deviseth wicked imaginations. You'll find out what wicked is in Proverbs 29, verse 16. Feet that be swift running to mischief. You'll find out what mischief is in Psalms 119, verse 150. A false witness you'll find in Psalms 119, verse 104. All of these works, evil works, are against God's laws. You'll find them. The scriptures that I gave to you, brothers and sisters, all you have to do is flip through the pages. Now, if it's going, if I'm going too fast, you could pause or go back, rewind this podcast, and you can copy the scriptures, and you can note it that these are the things that God hates for his people to do. These things, or just in general quote-unquote, if you even want to say the Gentile, for instance. No matter what, he hates the abomination of all mankind. As noted in the book of, let's see if I go back there, and I don't want to be wrong, in case you want to copy the scripture down, brothers and sisters. Um, the book of Psalms, chapter 
no, not Psalm, excuse me. Pro let's see. Do Deuteronomy 9 and verse 5. The book of Deuteronomy chapter 9 and verse 5. And like I said, brothers and sisters, I don't use a script. I go and flip to the page as it comes to memory. So a lot of the things that I know are from memory. But, you know, I don't edit these podcasts at all, brothers and sisters. I um, won't be like some. This is not for business purpose or for any purpose of mine this is for the edification of the reader and the listener alike i want to go to the book of proverbs chapter 8 and verse 13. actually i want to read chapter 8 verses 12 and 13. proverbs chapter 8 verses 12 and 13 it says i wisdom dwell with prudence and find out knowledge of wicked witty inventions verse 13 the fear of the lord is to hate evil that's the fear because that's what god hates god hates evil he hates unlawfulness remember proverbs chapter 29 verse 6 talks about what evil means or writes what evil means. And the transgression of an evil man, there is a snare. That's what the beginning of that verse uh, reads. Verse 13 again, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride, and arrogancy, and the evil way, and the forward mouth do I hate. God continues to hate the works of sin. Now, in the podcast episode that I'm going to do in the future, the opposite of this one, which is love, we're going to go deeper into who God really loves. But we're going to, uh, at this time, go over hate. I want to go to the book of... Zechariah chapter 8 verse 17 and when we go here brothers and sisters we're going to see this pattern of God and what he hates so stay tuned after this short break we're going to go over the book of Zechariah chapter 8, verses 16 and 17. Stay tuned. Was Enoch and Elijah taken into heaven? Most in religion think that these two were taken into heaven to be with God. But as I said before, brothers and sisters of the Most High, we must look at 66 books. I, I read previously in Psalms chapter 68 and verse 11. It says, The Lord gave the word. Great was the company of those that published it. Ladies and gentlemen, we have exactly 66 books as I go over right now in the Bible 
that talk about this topic more than you will ever know. Now many will say all I've heard. But tune in, brothers and sisters of the Most High, as we will go over this topic. Were Elijah and Enoch taken into the third heaven? This will be a great podcast for you to listen to. Tune in. All praises to the Most High, brothers and sisters. Welcome back. Before the break, I said that we were going to go and examine, read the book of Zechariah chapter 8, verses 16 and 17. And so we can continue and conclude this episode entitled, Does God Hate? Zechariah chapter 8, verse 16, reads... These these are the things that ye shall do. Speak ye every man the truth. And we know what the truth is. To his neighbor. Execute judgment of truth. And peace in your gates. Verse 17. And let none of your imagine let none of you imagine evil in your hearts against his neighbor. And love no false oath, for all these are things that I hate, saith the Lord. The Lord hates iniquity, brothers and sisters. Now, notice. It says, imagine no evil thing in your hearts. I'm paraphrasing. Let's go to the book of Ezekiel, chapter 13, verses 2 and 3. Ezekiel 13, verses 2 and 3. It says this. Son of man, prophesy against the prophets of Israel that prophesy. And say thou unto them that prophesy out of their own hearts, hear ye the word of the Lord. So what's happening, brothers and sisters, is Ezekiel is is going to go confront many ministers who have stood behind the pulpit. Because the pulpit is actually found you don't if you think that the pulpit is something that they made up now brothers and sisters let's go to the book of um nehemiah chapter 8 nehemiah chapter 8 and verse 4 I'm going to read the top of this verse. It says, And Ezra the scribe stood upon a pulpit of wood, which they had made for the purpose. And if you go on down to read all the names, just like you see in churches, you'll see a minister behind a pulpit of wood and 
men beside him. So this is kind of what they have gotten from the Bible. You know, all of these priests that's standing beside Ezra as he is, like it says in verse 5, and Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people, for he was above all the people. And when he opened it, all the people stood up. So just like just like in the buildings around, you'll have a stage and the pastor on the behind the pulpit above the people. This is where they get that format from. Let's go back to the book of Ezekiel, chapter 13, and read verse 3. Ezekiel 13, verse 3. It says, Thus saith the Lord God, Woe unto the foolish prophets that follow their own spirit and have seen nothing. When you see preachers digress into stories about the past, you're like a little child. You're like, well, this is interesting. You, you, You'll sit with the glow in your eyes trying to find out what happened in his past. Well, here at the Light to the Children Ministry, brothers and sisters, we're all about chapter and verse. And it's going to be a difference between us and them. Verse 3 again of Ezekiel chapter 13 says, Thus saith the Lord God, Woe unto the foolish prophets, that follow their own spirit and have seen nothing. Let's get the book of Jeremiah chapter 14, verse 14. I want to read Jeremiah 14, verse 14. Jeremiah 14, verse 14 says this, Then the Lord said unto me, The prophets prophesy lies in my name. I sent them not. And he's right, he didn't send them. Many of these monastery schools have sent them. Those men who have taught them in a way that closed the Bible off from the reader and the listener. This is a strategy of um, the National Council of Churches that is set up by the leaders of this nation. And you wouldn't think it goes up that far, brothers and sisters, but you know, how, why, why is it so hard? Why is it so hard to break this Bible down? And why is there so many ways? Why is there so many religions? It's one book with 66 books inside of one book. Simple chapter and verses. But we all have a different way of thinking about it. And a man, again, behind the pulpit to guide. Hmm. Jeremiah 14, verse 14 again says, The Lord said unto me, The prophets prophesy lies in my name. I sent them not, neither have I commanded them, neither spake unto them. They prophesy unto you a false vision and divination and a thing of nothing, or not. That's what not means, nothing. 
and the deceit of their heart. This is what you're getting in these buildings on these corners. A story. That's what you're getting. Jeremiah 23, verse 30. My One of my favorite verses. Jeremiah 23, verse 31. Behold, I am against the prophet that saith the Lord, that use their tongues and say he saith. So Jeremiah is, you know, is writing something down saying, Behold, I am against the prophet, saith the Lord, that use their tongues and say he saith. Yeah, those are the whining pastors that whine behind the pulpit and say, and the Lord said, and there is no chapter and verse behind it. All this pastor has to do is memorize and teach this book. What an effort you get, brothers and sisters. What an effort. As this podcast has revealed the nature of God, many of us, and I, and I say us because I did not know that the Lord had the nature of hate inside of him myself. Let's go back to the topic at hand. Jeremiah, and, and brothers and sisters, I'm reading you scriptures to prove to you. Remember, Paul said, prove all things. Hold fast to that which is good. That's 1 Thessalonians, uh, Thessalonians 5, verse 21, if my memory serves me right. Jeremiah chapter 44, verse 4. Believe me, brothers and sisters, no matter what testament it is in, as we read in Deuteronomy 31, verse 29, the latter days, these things would happen again. And Jeremiah says it too. Before we read Jeremiah 44, verse 4, I like to read Jeremiah 23, verse 20. Because it's going to mention the latter days. Jeremiah 23, verse 20 says, The anger of the Lord shall not return until he have executed, until he have performed the thoughts of his heart. In the latter days ye shall consider it perfectly. And that's what we're doing now, brothers and sisters of the Most High. We are considering the works of the Lord more perfectly. Much uh, more than we have in the past, Jeremiah chapter 44, verse 4 says this. How be it, send unto you all my servants, the prophets, rising early and sending them, saying, Oh, do not this abominable thing that I hate. The prophets, or the apostles, whichever one, have always taught us to reject the thing that the Lord hates. Now, we all know that whether you say it's abominable or abomination, that that is transgression. The abominations are transgressions against the Lord. Second Chronicles Second Chronicles, let's go into it. The book of Second Chronicles, chapter 
36. And we're going to read verse 14. One verse. Moreover, all the chief of the priests and of the people transgressed very much against. Excuse me, let me read that. Let me read verse 14 again. Moreover, all the chief of the priests and the people transgressed very much after all the abominations of the heathen and polluted the house of the Lord which he had hollowed in Jerusalem. So the abomination, according to the Bible, is the transgressing of the law. Transgress, transgressing, it's all against the law. So the things that God hates are the things that are against his laws. And as you see, brothers and sisters, that nature does not change in God. And we're going to read some scripture out of the New Testament to finish things off to show you that God's nature has not changed. Let's get the book of Psalms. Let's get the book of Psalms. Chapter 11, again, Psalms chapter 11. Psalms chapter 11. I want to go back to it. And I want to, now we already read verse 5. But I want to read verses 6 and 7. Verses 6 and 7. But I'm going to read verse 5 again. It says, The Lord trieth the righteous, but the wicked and him that loveth violence his soul hateth. Verse 6. Upon the wicked he shall rain snares, fire, and brimstone, and an horrible tempest. This shall be the portion of their cup. Verse 7, for the righteous Lord loveth righteousness. His countenance doth behold the upright. So God loveth righteousness, which is when we go over the opposite of this podcast, love, the love of God. We're going to see that God loveth righteous and righteousness alike. The righteous that keep righteousness, that's who he loves. The sinner that, that remains in sin, brothers and sisters, as you have read his soul hateth. So I want to I want to focus on verse six of Psalm chapter 11. Upon the wicked, he shall rain snares, fire and brimstone and a horrible tempest. This shall be the portion of their cup. Ladies and gentlemen, there is nothing good coming to the transgressor, the wicked. Now, remember, the wicked again is found in Proverbs chapter 28, verse four. You can turn there and read it at your own leisure. But the Bible, ladies and gentlemen, has to be broken down by word. We must stop and understand. Like, like I say, if you're, if you're going to teach a child, you know, when you go up and from kindergarten to first grade to second grade, and most likely you can't teach a child a sentence before you teach him the single word how to spell it, and what it means, and then to use it in a sentence. It is the same 
in the Bible. That's why Christ says this. This is one of my favorite scriptures, brothers and sisters. Of the Most High, this is one of my favorites. This is what people refuse to do in Matthew chapter 18. I want to read this one verse. Matthew chapter 18, verse 3 says this, Verily I say unto you, except ye be converted and become as little children, little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven except ye are converted and become as little children. Conversion, brothers and sisters, starts, it's like starting over. You must start over because many in these religions read the Bible, but they don't go and break down simple words like, what does it mean to be evil? What is a transgressor? What is sin? What is the just? What are these simple words in the Bible? And what do they mean according to the Bible? This is also one of the ways they can deceive. As we can help you understand it. They can help. I mean, not, not, not help, brothers and sisters. Excuse me, I used the wrong word. They can use that to deceive as well. Now, why would they do that? It is in their works, brothers and sisters of the Most High. Let's get more scriptures. Let's get the book of Isaiah chapter 61, verse 8. Isaiah 61 and 8. Now, this podcast episode, brothers and sisters, even though many of the verses I have read is out of the first testament as we read in the book of revelation it doesn't matter what testament is in my proof as a apostle of god is that he has another nature it's not only love but there's also hate and there is no testament that is going to change that as they would try to say well in the new testament it is different. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be at all, according to them. And they ought to be able to prove that. But they won't be able to. Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 61, verse 8. We're going to read one verse. Isaiah chapter 61, verse 8 says this. For I, the Lord, loveth judgment. Again, he loveth law. The first thing God loves is law. Psalm chapter 45, verse 7 says the same thing. God loveth law first. He loveth his law before anything else. So quite naturally, God is going to love those that keep it. Isaiah chapter 61, verse 8 again. For I, the Lord, love the judgment and hate robbery for burnt offerings. And I will direct their work in truth. And I will make an everlasting covenant with them. Now see the, the robbery, he hates the robbery for burnt offerings. It's like today. You think that these ministers collecting, because 
Burnt offerings is a form of tithe. See, you may not be giving your pastor a burnt offering today, but you're giving him cash. It's the same, brothers and sisters. What's the use of having money when there is no food? If you, you can have a million dollars, if there's no food, you will starve with all your money. So food is a more important commodity than money. This is what the Pharisee and the Sadducee received in the tithe, which is another uh, episode that we're going to do on these podcasts to show you that they have transferred the tithing of wine and corn and sacrifices and now they no longer take that, but they take money. But without the corn, the wine, the uh, sacrifices, it is no difference. You, if you don't have those things that money can buy, then, as I said before, food, land, water is more important than money. There are things that are more important than money, brothers and sisters. It's just that in today's world money seems to be what you can do what you what you have to get these things that you need and so in order to get those these physical things we need we have to have money let's go to the book of but the point is god does hate um as it says in isaiah 61 verse 8 robbery for burnt offerings that is the robbery that is talked about in the book of malachi chapter 3 malachi chapter 3 and uh verses 8 and 9 which read malachi 3 verses 8 and i'm going to go over that real quick will a man rob god yet ye have robbed me but ye say, wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. Ye are cursed with a curse, for ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. See, the robbery was in robbing the nation. That's how they robbed God, because they robbed the nation. See, Christ mentioned that in the book of Matthew chapter 25. Matthew chapter 25. I want to read that real quick. Now, you, you want to talk about, here is a scene of judgment that is is um, hardly read in church and if it is you don't know what it truly means because you know it is thrown out on the surface but when you go a little bit deeper you'll see the act of hate that god is going to um give those who have not given the proper teaching or fed the 
people that need the the words of this Bible to them and have hit them. I want to read Matthew chapter 25, verse 41, then I'm going to skip down. It says, Then shall he say also unto them that are on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire prepared for the deceiver, the devil, and his angels. Now he goes on in verse uh, 42 and 43, You gave me no meat. Uh, I was sick in prison. And um, verse 45 is what we, where we want to go for lack of time. Then shall he answer them, verse 45, Then shall he answer them, saying, Verily I say unto you, Insomuch as ye did it not to one of the least of these, ye did it not to me. So it, 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 when it says that you have robbed me, and it goes to say you have robbed the nation, Christ said the same thing. Whatever you have done to these little ones, these people, you have done it to me. That's why in Proverbs, the book of Proverbs, the book of Proverbs, chapter 19, verse 17, it reads this. We're going to move very quickly. It says, he that hath pity upon the poor lendeth to the Lord. And that which he hath given, will he repay him again? The Lord's going to give it back to you, brothers and sisters. But when you rob the people for money, you're robbing the Lord. Because money, even though Paul says that the love of money is the root, the love of money is the root to all evil, or 1 Timothy 6 and 10. Now the pulpit is a job. Your minister is sent to you. Go here, go here, go here, go here. There's an overseer to make sure. This is one of the reasons why, brothers and sisters, you don't recognize the nature of God now because it is taught to them or told to them not to teach you these things that need to be taught so the nature of god the fact that he hates is not taught let's go to the book of revelation the book of revelation the book of revelation chapter two i'm going to read a few verses out of revelation chapter two revelation chapter two and verse five it says, remember, therefore, from whence thou art fallen. Now, if you want to know what fallen means, brothers and sisters, you can go to Psalms chapter 36, verse 12. It's going to tell you that they fall have had fallen in iniquity. That's how you fall, brothers and sisters, in iniquity. Same thing is written in Proverbs 10, verse 8. And repent. And do the first works, or else I will come unto thee quickly and will remove thy candlestick out of its place, except thou repent. Now, I'm not going to go deep into this. When we read <coughs> these scriptures, brothers and sisters, excuse me, a lot of them go deep. So podcast episodes have to be done on these verses broken down clearly 
for your understanding. But I want to get verse 6, read verse 6. But this thou hast, that thou hatest the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. This is Christ. Like his father, he hates as well. The deeds, the actions, which are committed by the sinner, Psalms 5 and 5, he hates. Chapter 2 of Revelations, verse 15. So hast thou also them that hold the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, which thing I hate. Again, brothers and sisters, I don't think the nature of God changed from the First Testament to the Second. God still hates the things that are done in the body, and there's no change to that. You'll find, brothers and sisters, that there could be no such thing as a punishment unless there's hatred. The book of Revelation, chapter 20, verse 12 through 15, you can read it on your own leisure, talks about people getting cast into the lake of fire. They would call that a mercy killing. I don't know how that could be a mercy killing, brothers and sisters. No, it's not an act of mercy at all. Those who reject the word of God must be punished. Period. That is justice. That is law. From a righteous God. To a disobedient transgressor. Thanks for tuning in. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters of the Most High, continue to be with us in these podcasts. And with that, may God bless. Thanks again, brothers and sisters, for tuning in to this podcast episode entitled, Does God Hate? No, I know it's not a um, episode which many would consider themselves wanting to listen to, but we here at A Light to the Children's Ministry podcast will read scriptures to you for your betterment, the betterment of the people of God, to try to get you to understand the nature of God and that most of the doctrine that you have received in your past times will try to elude from the things we discuss on this podcast. As Paul says in Romans chapter 15, verse 4, For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. It takes the words of the Bible, brothers and sisters, in Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 20, it says, The anger of the Lord shall not return until he have executed, until he have performed the thoughts of his heart. 
in the latter days ye shall consider it perfectly so the lord has given us this bible to consider and if you are missing out on the scriptures tune into this podcast make an end to that we here at the light to the children ministries focus on giving you chapter and verse from the front of the book to the back we will not cast in our works and experience the plagues of the book talked about in revelations 22 verse 18. so tune in ladies and gentlemen brothers and sisters of the most high as we bring you more and more doctrine and with that may god bless you and continue to have peace